0: Welcome to Lazarus Theatre Company's new podcast, Spotlight On, where we turn the spotlight on to reveal the people behind the scenes, those who make Lazarus work, the creatives, the artists, the process, the creation. Hello, I'm Ricky Dukes,
1: Artistic Director of Lazarus Theatre Company. And I'm Gavin Harrington-Odidra, Producer of Lazarus Theatre Company. Hello Gavin, how are you this week? I'm well, thank you Ricky, how are you? Oh I'm
0: all right. Uh, <laughs> you know me not one to complain. Yeah. <laughs> Never complain about nothing me. Yeah. No good. So it, it's all um feels spring in the air. Things are moving on. Lots That's of funny. show announcements, lots of casting announcements happening all mm. over the internet. I mm. sort of think yeah there's some sort of reasons to be to be optimistic. We yeah. maybe, maybe we're coming through this everybody.
1: Well, we got to be in a in a pub garden yesterday and chat about theatre in in real life and live person, which was lovely.
0: Yeah, it was very strange, wasn't it? We're seeing our good friends at the Mitre uh, Public House in yeah. the town of Greenwich, uh, good friends of ours. Yep, so we popped along, didn't we? We had a very rather
1: interesting chat with two New Zealanders, didn't we? We did. Yes, they're moving back home, but they uh mm. they uh they actually came and saw our production of Macbeth last year, didn't they? Yes, Um, it's very peculiar,
0: isn't it, when you meet random people and they say, oh, we've been to the Greenwich Theatre. And then, of course, you apprehensively then say, oh, what did you see? And, of course, your sort of inside is a bit sort of fearful and curling up, kind of, oh, God, what are they going to say? And, yeah, they saw Macbeth, didn't they? And then they saw something else that had lots of blood in it. So we've through all the shows we've done because most of them have blood in it. (laughs) But, yeah, they were lovely, weren't they? They were. It's nice to be back in a sort of societal situation, not just in your own four walls. Uh, mm. And of course, they're doing all the COVID security and everything. And that was all very well handled. It was all fantastic. But um, yeah, just lovely to be back in a space. Um, look, I thought I quite enjoyed liking the fact that I was annoyed by someone smoking nearby. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, we're back. We're back. It's, you know, <laughs> put that cigarette out, you know. But um, yeah, lovely, lovely to be outside and back with our friends down at the Mitre. Absolutely. Well, um, today we're talking uh, to Lazarus Theatre Company photographer, Adam Trigg. Uh, Now, Adam's... uh, I'm going off script already here, Adam. Uh Uh, (laughs) Uh-oh. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) um, Now, Adam's, uh, I think, in a very unique position that he often sees our work um, where other people don't have that opportunity, I suppose, in a rehearsal room, for example, or actually they're really very precious, and I do think it is precious, the dress run, the thing where you're putting all the tech together and you're just hoping to God that it all comes together. And Adam's always uh, always part of that uh, process. So we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that. But um, Adam joined the company for our 2010 production of Hecuba, which played at the um, New Diorama Theatre. Since then, he's gone on to photograph... Pretty much every production, um, bar three, according to my count, There was a lot to count, so I'm not sure if that's absolutely accurate, but we can fact-check that on the website. Now, here's the list. So this includes a production of Macbeth, Don Carlos, Women of Troy, King Lear, As You Like It, Merchant of Venice, Iphigenia and Aulis, The Hatpin, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Oedipus, Dido Queen of Carthage, King Lear Again, The Spanish Tragedy, Richard III, Troilus and Cressida, Coriolanus, The Revengers Tragedy, Henry V, Tamburlaine, Caucasian Chalk Circle, The Bacchae, Tis Pity. Mega's Opera, The Caucasian Shock Circle again, Tame with the Shrew, Edward II, Edward II again, Lord of the Flies, A Midsummer Night's Dream, The Tempest, A Lord of the Flies again, Salome and Macbeth. So I hope you've been enjoying your rest over the last year, Adam, because it might need one. Yeah. Of course, it was including the rehearsal photographer, Heather, but of course, Hedda, she didn't get to the stage. Uh, so welcome, Adam, and thank you for joining you. us. And welcome to Spotlight On. Thank you so much for having me. It's great good to see you so the spotlight on premise is that we take a look at and have a conversation with those behind the scenes that's the idea anyway Uh, and one of the things we get asked quite a lot actually um is about the rehearsal shots and the production shots um Thinking about how we share the inside of a rehearsal room, or we share uh, our work, and and so I get asked quite a lot about that. How does all that happen? How does that work? So we're going to delve into the world of photography, everybody. That's what we're doing, which is interesting as an audio piece. We're talking about visuals, <laughs> but uh, there's oh. lots of shots on the website, so everyone can check out. how uh, we go. So first of all, how are you? How have you been keeping creative?
2: Well, I'm um, I'm well. Uh, it's been uh, as you have said a very interesting year and quite frustrating for us creatives um, I think I've managed to keep creative doing other things in the background I've been trying to design a, a an app for photography training um, it's going okay it's going okay um, and I've been redesigning my websites in the background so the sort of standard stuff you'd expect someone to do when they're not out doing what they normally do um, but there's been a few a few little highlights over the year a few little gigs I've managed to do uh, and I think that's made me realise how much I really love doing them. So in normal years, I'm sort of doing stuff most weeks as a shoot. And it's sometimes I think it's, it's almost too much to do. And you say, I'm doing this shoot this week. And I've got another one on Thursday and I've got to edit this one. And then it all starts again. And then over the last year, it's been, well, I've got something in October. <laughs> and then I've got something in December. <laughs> and I feel a bit like one of these explorers in the desert, you know, and I'm weeks and weeks and weeks then someone gives you a cold beer <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic but then you've got to got to tramp weeks and weeks and weeks to get your next one uh, but I think that has shown me how much I enjoy it how much I've missed it you know and just by doing a couple of outdoor pantomimes uh, and a, I did a promotional shoot and a, and a music concert and that's about it for the whole year you know I maybe mainly realize how much I've loved doing them and how much I've missed doing them, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully twenty twenty one taking off again uh, we'll see we'll see yeah it's <laughs> a strange
0: one, isn't it that when things you know maybe maybe sometimes it does take it to be taken away from you to sort of really value mm. it or the importance of it you know certainly that's um i I think we talked about this on another uh, episode, but there was certainly a time uh before our production of Macbeth in twenty twenty where I think things had felt a bit, you know, just hard and, mm. and thinking, well, do we want to do this? Can we do this? Do we keep going? And after Macbeth having such a great experience and such a great process and the audiences enjoyed it and the company were great. And, you know, uh, you feel, yeah, we're back on this thing now. Here we go. Here we go. And I think I think because it was snatched away,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it does make you value it more and think, no, no, it's even more precious. It's even more special.
2: It is. I definitely definitely agree with you there. Yes, yeah, definitely how I felt. You know, after each, I mean, gosh, you know, just very few things I did after each one. I just felt so good for a few days, you know, and, and think, oh well, that's it for a couple of months. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. It's, it's in our blood, really, isn't it? Once you once you're hooked in, it's it's hard to let it go. And being forced to let it go has been difficult.
0: I think so, and I think you. Yeah. Really, I, I'm not sure about you guys, but. I I really also appreciated that it's more than a job Mm -hmm. Um, and and it sort of becomes all-consuming. So you realise, actually, so many of your friends are people that you met on a show or, you know, working together. Um, And actually, it sort of seeps into every part of your life. I've had jobs in the past where you go in, you clock on, you do the job, you clock off, and that's it. Whereas Mm -hmm. it it just completely consumes you, doesn't it? So it it felt a bit... I don't know maybe that's why it felt so heavy a blow um when you're not allowed to do it because actually it's your very existence I know that sounds very arty farty and pretensions but it feels <laughs> a bit like it's your existence it's not just a job you've lost um yes. it's it's who you are
2: yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. there's 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 very little routine involved with, with, with this sort of work it's every every job is different and you know and it's yeah, it takes over your life, really, for a bit. And you get involved in whatever the play is as well for a few weeks. It's all you can think about is this play. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, and a journey, a I guess, deal. as well, isn't it? You sort of get into that journey. And it's it's what's lovely, you know, one of the very few good things about this time is us doing this podcast means you do get a bit of space to go, God, blimey, there's a lot of shows there. We've worked with Adam mm. for yonks. You know, it's over 10 years. Yes. You go, that's incredible. Yes. And it's always funny, you know. Um, you sort of go. How much do we really know about Adam Trigg?
2: <laughs> Very little. <visual. laughs>
0: yeah, because it is these little snapshots, isn't it? You know, I, I do get in mm-hmm. touch and say, "Here are the dates. Can you do this date? Can we do that date? How does that fit into mm-hmm. your schedule and things?" And you come in, you know, almost I always call it stealth mode, mode Trigg, where he sort of comes into our <laughs> rehearsal room, and I always say to the actors that morning, "Now, there's going to be a, a, a gentleman arriving today. <laughs> it's <on the> <laughs> a gentleman, <laughs> a gentleman's going to arrive." but mm. please pay no attention. It's a bit like that bit in The Wizard of Oz. Pay atten- yes. no attention to the, <laughs> yes. the camera or behind the yes. And you come in and you do the shots and everything and everyone tries to sort of... Because, of course, we we don't particularly like it when they look down the lens, do we, in rehearsal no. shots. We, we no. prefer to be sort of a bit more um, uh, sort of capturing the moment rather than everyone posing. And it is always mm. funny, isn't it, the actors who can easily be playful in a rehearsal room and sort of forget you're there and about an hour yes. later... You know, or maybe a couple of hours later when you leave, and you sort of go, "Bye, everyone!" Everyone, goes, oh God, you're still here, and you go, "God, yes, that's, yes. that's really nifty." How Adam's just moving amongst the the company, but then of course yes. you come in on again on another snapshot on probably the most stressful part of the process is when we're in tech, and uh, you, you sort of creep in. We're getting ready, and of course Adam says, "Are we are we on time?" And of course we go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Never. It's always half an hour later than you think mm. and, um, and then you capture that dress run and then we, we wait in anticipation to see what your lens has, has caught really but, um, yes. but today we're going to find out a bit more about the man behind the camera. <laughs> the
2: gentleman um, as you called me.
0: <laughs> the gentleman, Pay you no know, yes. attention to the gentleman in the corner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's kick off, tell us about how mm. you got
2: into theatre photography, how did all that, how did all that begin? Well, my my photography career, as you say, it's, it's been over ten years, and of of that, most of the time, I've been with you as well. Um, but I started off not with theatre, but with with portrait work, because um, I I knew I loved photographing people. That was my that's what I really loved doing, uh, and the, the the business took off doing portrait work, um, and it was families and things like that. But then it started started. To become some actors asked me to do portraits for them um, for their portfolio or their spotlight page and so on. And that's really where it led. And then I got involved a little bit more with the theatre side that they were doing. I and mean, you were one of my very first gigs back in 10 years ago. Um, I remember meeting you at the Rosen Crown pub in Waltonstone <laughs> uh, for Hecuba, wasn't it? it? Was the first one.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and uh, doing some rehearsal shots for you there, and I think around that time I just, just got hooked on it I thought if you enjoy photographing people what better way to do it than this and I love the theatre anyway so it was it seemed like a match made in heaven and I was I just feel so blessed that it, it took off from there because the, the start of any business is quite shaky sometimes and you never know which direction it's going to go in um, but it, it took off and, uh, it seemed to work for me and, and what I did seemed to work for other people as well and, that's that's how I got
0: started with it, and it's such a a, a precarious. I think this with creative teams as well. But mm. it's, such a, it's such a precarious trusting moment, you know, because of course, what you're doing as a photographer is, is uh, you know, maybe the obvious thing to say is it's part of some sort of engagement marketing strategy. You know, you want to share yes. what, what it looks like, what it feels like, and yes. all of those sorts of things. But actually, it's really interesting. You sort of go, it's more than that because you're you're capturing uh, the sort of the soul of the piece. Um, and when we look back over production shots, you sort of realise it's that's the only thing in theatre that sets that piece in stone. Without yes. those images, how would anyone know it actually happened? You know? It's yes, just, yes. the <laughs> memory. So I, I do yeah. remember that that uh, process. Of and I think it was just a case of, we need a photographer, anybody knows somebody, and your name come up and we go, right, let's get him in, let's see what happens. Little did we know that 10 years later, <laughs> here we know. <Hello>. <laughs>
2: I can't believe it's that that long it's just gone so quickly It's amazing. yeah Yeah.
0: and 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 so with all the uh, with theatre photography then so you've 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 been developing that of course with us and then and other companies as well because you work quite a lot with with immersion don't you as as well as other other um companies and and uh, and organizations and things yes how would you here's here's a bit of a a a left curveball how do you think your work has developed over those Sort of 10 15 years, how do you think? How do you how's that? Ooh, that's a
2: good, yeah, developed? it's a good question. It's a good question. I think, well, I hope I've got better at it. Um, and it's how's it developed though? I don't, I'm not sure how to answer that really. I think, I think you hone your skills like with any job. So, I mean, there is there's a creative side to this, and there's a sort of an arty side to it, and there's the love of the theater and the love of the play but that's always there. But inevitably, with this sort of job, there's a technical side as well and that is inevitably developed and as I've gone along and uh, you know my skills have become hopefully better you know I can take better pictures now than I did 10 years ago um, and then the technology side has improved as well inevitably the, the cameras I'm using now are better. Um, in terms of like they're quieter which has always been my main thing you know is how, how quiet can I be in a, in a dress rehearsal you know I need to be as quiet as possible and that as those things have changed you know my cameras have become quieter and quieter now they're almost silent my confidence has grew as well because I've always been conscious of being a bit of an interloper at a dress rehearsal and a rehearsal room because <laughs> you know the actors probably would rather I wasn't there <laughs> if I if they had the choice so that the quieter I can be and the the more stealthy I can be, the, the better the pictures will come out because it gives me confidence and It gives them confidence just to ignore me, I suppose. Um, yeah, and, and they so, can just be, you know,
0: can't they? they? They can just yeah. do and be. Um, and, yes. and I suppose that's the, the last thing you want in a dramatic pause is a, you know,
2: yeah, that's all gone
0: sound effect. That's all that's gone. All history yeah. now,
2: yeah, it's, it made my life so much easier. Um, you know, I remember I did a, I've a few music concerts as well, classical concerts. And the first one I did, I had my original cameras and they were so noisy and I was so conscious of it. And it went okay, but that's all I was thinking about all the time. And it, the last few I've done, you know, I've just had so much more confidence to, to, to work as I want to work. So, you know, you see an image and think, right, I want to capture that image. And whereas before I was holding back, well, I can't do it now because this is Mozart's clarinet concerto, second movement. <laughs> I can't possibly make a noise now but there's an expression there but now I can do it and that just gives me so much more confidence and hopefully that helps me develop things that that's a technical side mm. but then inevitably yeah, the other side is just how you develop as a person mm. um you know and uh inevitably throughout throughout this I've just become more confident with theatres I think it's quite daunting at the beginning to be asked to go into a theatre a dress rehearsal and take pictures if you don't know the people behind the scenes and you don't know the process quite daunting but it takes a long time to get used to that I think yes mm, yeah, yeah, so can, yeah.
0: I, I, and that, that I I'm just was thinking um imagining getting to know the style of a company's work because I think um yeah. when when you sort of look through the you know when I'm alone listeners with a glass of wine looking at the production shots over the years crying into my napkin um, <laughs> yeah you, know, you, look, you look over the images over the years and and um I certainly think they're, they're far more bolder weirdly I think um more experimental and mm. and it feels to me like you're capturing okay okay I know what this Lazarus lot's about now that's got all this Brechtian stuff and they want to see the wings and they want to see the props and stuff and some of the wonderful um maybe even most iconic shots actually are often ones that are not downstage center. There's a cracking one, for example, of, um, in Macbeth, Jamie O'Neill who played Macbeth right over stage left. Now, of course, I know I directed it to be all the way over stage left, washing his hands. But, but actually, I remember that one, yes. uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine some other photographers would be focused on the downstage centre. This is where everything's going to happen, surely. Mm. But of course, mm. because we're playing with the full extremities of the theatre and the, the stage space, as well as the auditorium, mm. you're always on your toes. And I just, there are funny moments where, you know, we might be watching the dress rehearsal. And of course, I'm paying no attention to you because I'm noting for stuff for, for the actors and the crew and stuff. Mm. But you, you just see you run.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah there's moments where where you're set up, you think you've got the shot, you're ready to go, and then you just dart across the whole stage, to, you know yes. so presumably that's you're seeing other things in other spaces and other parts of the yeah. building, but it feels to me yes. that you've really embraced how we make theater in the photography. you're not just capturing what we put on stage, you're part of that creative process if that, if that makes sense.
2: yeah, definitely I think I think that's that that describes it well. I remember that actual shot you're talking about as well. I can picture it in my head now and um. I think yeah, I think that's something else that's developed over the years. That just that confidence to do that, uh, and I think when I probably the first one I did for your hecuba bar probably yeah center stage pretty much all the time, and um, just you know saying oh well I'll zoom in on this I'll zoom in on that, mm. but then when you realise you, there are other things out there and there's nuances in plays that you really deserve to capture, mm. um, that's the thing. I've also got a, I suppose I'm I've got a bit of a luxury on my side as well is um totally freelance, I work for you and a few other companies and that's that's what I do and I like to sort of really get involved with what you're doing. I think some other theatre photographers don't have that luxury because perhaps they're working for a publication and they get given a list, so like today you've got to go and shoot this, 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 this theatre, this theatre, this theatre and this theatre and then as there's no criticism of them, they're on a tight time schedule, they go and perhaps do a few rehearsed shots central stage and that's it and i think that happens happens a fair bit but uh, i've got that luxury of being yeah, freelance and working working for select companies rather than working for one place that tells you where to go and expecting that, that's a really throughput. interesting
0: actually yeah because i i wonder whether that's um people listening whether they know that or not because that mm. th- that just sort of struck me so we don't do any of that stage stuff do we we don't do any um I mean, maybe for some promotional stuff for posters, but mm. but in terms of rehearsal shots and production shots, we don't stage a scene or um, you no, don't no. come in in rehearsal to watch a run-through or I say, this is the very famous scene where the actor does this and we need a picture of that. It's just mm. capturing the the moments, isn't it? It's capturing the essence of the room yeah. and the actors.
2: Yeah, and that, that is that is a luxury I've got, yes, to, to be able to do that. I love doing that. Um, I have worked with with other players and other companies where it is more of a, a run where, its particular shots, they have a list of shots they want, and I'll adapt to that and do that. But I think, yeah, especially with Lazarus, just having that sort of free reign, you know, and I think, well, I'm only doing Lazarus today. That's it. I'm going to go along and I'm going to be there for the whole thing and have that luxury of time. And it's just fantastic, yeah. Yeah, we do. I'm a very lucky fellow that way.
0: We do, we do check in before, don't we, sort of go, oh, what's the key bits? And I go, well, there's going to be some rain at the end with lots of blood, so we need a wide shot on that, or, you know, there are yes. a couple of bits, and oh, I always, absolutely. It, it's always funny, I always find, it's of course, it's lighting designers who sort of go, oh, when's the photographer in, right, and, you know, I, and I do tend to chat to the lighting designer, just, is there anything sort of key That you you really want to capture because of course they're thinking not only about the show but this is the one and only time it's going to be captured this is it you know and of course because it's a dress rehearsal it's before previews and things change so much through previews but you won't know what that change was because the production shots are of of the dress you know that's it it's um, it's immortalized forever isn't it which is uh, yeah uh, yeah uh, interesting um Yeah. yeah um give us an insight into your process then for a shoot so what do you what do you what do you do Okay.
2: Uh, well, I'll, I'll stick with the sort of Lazarus um, mm. recipe because everyone is slightly, slightly different. Um, so, well, we know we know we know the process, but for the listeners, we, mm. we could say, well, the first thing is I get to know what the play is and what the key dates are. Obviously, so the logistic side of things, we do that first. Um, but I'll usually, especially if it's a play I'm not familiar with, I'll familiarise myself with that play first. That makes a big difference to me. I like to know what's going on. I think there's nothing, nothing worse than going to shoot something and you have no idea what's going on. And especially if it's, so if you, some of the sort the of Greek tragedies that you do and so on, if you didn't know the plot and if you didn't know the key characters and you just went in totally cold, you'd be forgiven for wondering what, was, what the hell is going on really a lot of the time. Well, most first few audiences are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but especially if you're doing another job as well. You know, you're concentrating on another job, so that that really helps. I get to to know the play, and it's just a case of reading sort of spark notes and things like that. You know, it's not I don't study it to sort of a degree level or anything, but that really helps. uh Then then the other the other good thing I keep saying the word luxury, but the other luxury I've got is then we'll do the the, re, the rehearsal room shots, and again I, I get to learn so much about the play then, and and get to meet the actors. You know, and get to get to get some of the key scenes as well. I'm thinking, say, when we did *Lord of the Flies*. Um, So I went across the rehearsal room uh, over in Deptford, wasn't it, to do to do those shots. And I got I, kept, I went on the day when you were doing the, dan- the dancing and the choreography, and that was great because I knew then that these were going to be some of the key points of the play. These particular bits of choreography are really key, so I knew I had to capture that on the day. Uh, and I got a dry run at doing it in the rehearsal room as well, which was which is brilliant. Um, so that that's the beginning of the process is just familiarisation, really. And then it's rehearsal room. Uh, and on the sort of technical side, each each shoot is is it's it's logistics first, then come along, do the shoot, get back and edit and get them out to you within the next day or so.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm that's always amazed by that, you know, because. You you do this. I'm not sure everyone I don't know. Well, I mean, gosh, I, I can't presume to know what listeners know about it. So let's assume yeah. no one knows anything. Um, it's It always surprises me how quick that happens. You, you know, it's and of course, we're in the midst of very often we'll do a dress rehearsal and maybe the first previews that night. But within twenty four hours, you go, here are the highlights, and you go through and go, God, these are bloody brilliant, you know. But I suppose it's for us it's got to be so quick because then we can use them. Uh, obviously the the press always wants some shots to go along with reviews and things like that. Yes. But, but particularly when we're doing slightly shorter runs, we sort of want to get the imagery out as, as quick as possible. But you're very, very quick at that. And we we t- you tend to do a short list, don't you, first?
2: Yeah, I guess I guess that's another thing I've sort of deal over the years, is just, you know, the editing side is is very key. Um it's not it's not when people say oh editing pictures people think of removing people on photoshop and Mm -hmm. changing things it's not that sort of thing fortunately it's much it's more just sort of making things look as you envisage them you know so it might be just tweaking the exposure slightly to make it look right to you know to make this will to make the smoke look better and so on Mm -hmm. but you know it's nothing too too massive and i think because your lighting engineers have already worked on the play and they've made it look a certain way. And my job is to capture the key moments, not to change how it looks mm. or edit it out of all proportions so it looks like a fantastic picture, but it's nothing like what I saw. You know, it's, it's, it's a case of just trying to remember what it actually looked like. And when I get back to do the editing, it's just a case of then trying to make sure the pictures reflect what I saw. Mm so it's it's a fairly quick editing process and uh, i've obviously got better at it over the years um but yeah it, it when you get back from a shoot you do have so many pictures in the bag and the first job is just to cull all the ones you don't think are going to be needed um and then the next job is to then sort of get a shortlist out and then get the full set out later
0: yeah cuz when we, then the next day we get the um the shortlist and you and you start to go I suppose in a way you, you open, I always open them up and go, oh my God, wow, this show looks great. <laughs> and I suppose it's because you've, um, because you're in, it's, it's quite easy, I suppose, in, in certainly in tech to lose sight of the aesthetic because you've been in that room all the time. You know, in tech, we might yes. be in the room for eight hours and you Ooh. start to lo- maybe start losing the impact as soon as you get those production shots you go right yes this is the sharpness of this thing this is what works and we've often we've often talked to with with lighting designers from the production shots going how do we tweak this how do we tweak that because actually the the shots sort of act as a kind of reminder in a way of of those peak pinnacle sort of moments one thing I always think is really interesting about your work Adam is that you don't always take the picture of the person talking which I really love, because one thing I, I've missed about going to the theater to watch a play, and one thing mm-hmm. I, that narks me a bit about the sort of TV theater, you know, when, when it's, um, you know, uh, relayed or live streamed, is when you're inside an auditorium, you've got the democratic choice to look where you want to look. And of course, soon as you start putting a, 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 a TV camera in there, they're deciding what you look at. And very mm. often they always point the camera at whoever's talking. Now, I sort of see the logic behind that, but very often I try and stage a play where the audience is seeing more of the reactions to what's being said, rather yeah. than... So, for example, of someone coming in with a speech... I don't put the person who's doing the speech right downstage in front. You know, I normally actually have the backs to the audience or something. You know, which obviously reviewers take great delight. You know, oh, the back <laughs> to the audience. You go, yeah, it's twenty twenty. Move on. We don't have to all face the front. Um, yeah. But 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 I I, I often am r- far more interested by looking at the person on stage listening to the information. So what mm. impact does this information have?
2: Mm.
0: And you you often capture that. Uh, wonderfully you don't just keep taking the snaps of the person so for example then you end up with sometimes we've ended up with way more production shots of actors who've got relatively smaller roles and very few of the person who's got the bulk of the text which is really interesting because you start to see the whole community and the whole ensemble on stage rather than oh this is the guy who plays Macbeth because he's in every blumming picture <laughs> yeah. yeah and I wonder whether yeah. that's a conscious thing is that something that you're you're very aware of
2: or is that how does that work? I think I think perhaps I think perhaps Ricky, you, you and I watch watch theatre in the same way. You know, I'm always when I go to watch theatre and I'm not taking the pictures, I'm doing the same. I'm always looking away from the main character or looking around the old stage and seeing what's going on and trying to anticipate what people are doing. And I think your plays do that so well because you have a large ensemble and it's they're always busy doing something really interesting, you know, and their expressions are fantastic. So I think it's only fair to include them and just just to tell that whole story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get you make a moment. You know, there's, there's, a, there's other uh, examples when I was looking through production shots of maybe an actor picking up a prop from the props table, which is totally on view. And it isn't the major event on stage, but it's an event because that character is going to pick that knife up and you just capture mm. the moment of that person picking that prop up which might not seem a huge event in the grand scheme of things, but it's going to be because that knife's going to be used in a minute. Or yes. that, that prop's going to be a huge part of the story in a minute. And I think there's, there's just something wonderful about capturing all of that, rather than, as I say, the downstage centre, oh, look, this is the person who's in the spotlight all the time, which yeah. uh, creates all these other stories, which, of course, that's what the company, is, what the ensemble's doing. But you, you capture that beautifully, beautifully I think. Um, oh, thanks so much. What's the trickiest part? What's the trickiest part of a rehearsal or production? For, you know, what's the difficulties or, or what do you, you know, do you get into tech and go, oh, God, there's too much smoke again? Or, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the
2: trickiest bits of it? Well, it's difficult. You've you presented with quite a few challenges over the years. With the, <laughs> I think, uh, um, there's, there's a lot of smoke sometimes, but I don't see that as a problem, really, because that's that's what, you're, that's what you wanted. That's how you wanted the play to look. You wanted that scene to be very, very smoky. And that's the picture I'm taking, you know, and if it's smoky, it's smoky. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, the trickiest part, I think, is just is the anticipation. It's just looking to as, as to where, where where to stand next, where to go next, you know. And uh, I think that's the trickiest part. And it, it comes through practice. You get to get to do it better. Um, but that that's the hardest part, I think.
0: Um, and we, but, do, we I mean, do a little recce, don't we, when we, when we you come into the Greenwich, for example, um, yeah. you've almost got this little tick list for me, haven't you? You know, Do they come into the gangways? Where do they go yeah. down here? Where can I be? Where can't I be? And we just, yes. just sort of do a, a very quick sort of, yeah, they do yeah. use this gangway. They don't really use that gangway. Or in the case of Lord of Flies, they're using every gangway. You know, it's yeah. like they are in the auditorium as well as on stage and yeah. all those things. Yeah. And yeah, but I suppose that is, that is hard if you haven't... Um, you know, anticipating where do I need to be for what shot?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, say so you can cover off some things. That's why I always ask you where they're going to come in. Are they coming down the gangways? Are they coming theatre left? Any particular bits I need to know? Uh, that really, really helps. Again, that's just for experience. I think that the worst, the worst one for me was one where I, had, I hadn't asked that. It was a school one, and uh, I was taking pictures. Uh, I can't remember what the play was now, but at one stage, um, like. Se- seemingly hundreds of kids all came in through this one door and, <laughs> and stormed the stage and came down the very aisle I was standing in at the time so I, I almost had to like crawl up into a sort of a defensive position <laughs> and <wait for> them. <laughs> so I didn't get crushed to death a stampede again <laughs> stand, stand up and <laughs> I can't get so uh, but you know it, it, it is just Knowing things like that really help to anticipate what's going on. If I know that at this critical point, the actor is going to come from not onto the stage from the left or right, but actually going to come down the aisle of the, through the audience, then I know not to be in that aisle. Mm. But maybe to turn around and look up the aisle mm. and, and get them coming down the aisle. You know, So to know that in advance is really, really helpful. So that, again, that's part of the process we talked about before, just covering off those little things like that.
0: Yeah. And then you capture the theatre experience, because I think what's really useful very often. So, we've, we've of, you know, as, as listeners will know, if they follow our social media, we've been doing an awful lot of Arts Council funding applications the last mm. 12 months. Uh, but one of the projects that we're very excited about doing is, is about it, it's very sort of, um, I don't know, maybe pretentious, but there's a project we're working on called Integrating Access. But essentially, it's, it's about how do we, you know, on a, on a very basic level, that might be creative captioning or audio description. Mm. And, and, and I say basic, but they're very, they have lots of impact. But one of the things I'm really interested in, and we're, we're talking to, with um, a company about helping us with this, is how can production shots uh, and rehearsal shots be used to sort of be engaging, but not in necessarily in a marketing way, in, a, in an accessible way? So things like production shots of actors in the auditorium, patrons buying a ticket, then know the actors do come out into the auditorium. So that's OK. I know that now. So mm-hmm. I can sit and just be a little bit more inside the story rather than, um, oh, you know, oh, God, someone's in the aisle. Someone's in the aisle. And I'm really intrigued about how we how we can develop that, because. Because it isn't, it isn't just, here's a picture, buy a ticket. It's, here's a picture. This is the sense of the thing. This is the experience that you're going to have. This is, so when you capture all that, and of course, at Greenwich, uh, where we've been the last couple of years, I use the gangways all the time. You know, it's it's it just, just seemingly, oh, it's just nice to capture that. Actually gives patrons a, a fantastic um, understanding of how, you know, why would I see another production of Macbeth well, I haven't seen a production Beth that looks like this. And the, the look thing might not be the costuming or the set, that the look might be, it's in the auditorium, it's amongst the audience, uh, you know, things are gonna happen, you know, it's particularly when we have things like the apparition scenes, when the apparitions come from within the audience and, you, you know, those sorts of moments. Um, I, think that's, I think that it sort of means that the production photography becomes far more than just capturing a moment to go on a poster. It becomes yes. part of the whole
2: theatrical experience, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. I, I can totally see where you're coming from with that, yeah.
0: It's... And I think we could we could develop that. Maybe that's our next challenge for when we're back up on stage, thinking about how, how do we use photography for accessibility purposes, you know, so that production shot's not on a poster to sell the show. There's a gallery of production shots in the foyer, potentially, or online, where audiences go oh the show's got blood in it and I'm a bit squeamish but now I've seen the shot with the blood in it I know there's blood in it so now I'm prepared for that if that makes sense
2: yeah I think that would be good yeah yeah I think that would work that could work really well that's our next project Adam as a theatre goer I think uh, I can see the point sometimes you go to a a, a play and and even with theatre go you feel a little bit nervous you think well you know what is there something on here that's going to repel me or because I know the story's quite gory and then how am I going to feel? Yeah. or Is there going to be actors moving amongst the audience? and uh, Maybe to be prepared for that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing.
0: It yeah. does spook audiences, doesn't it? You know, yes. that, that sometimes when an actor jumps off the front of the stage and you might want that effect, but some patrons mm. would just like, like to have the heads up on that. You know, which which I think is so that that's that's something for when we're back on stage and and we're building and building again. I'm always intrigued about space. So, so mm. this is, uh, Gavin's probably heard me say space several times this week, because we're doing an <laughs> R&D next week for a bit of uh, something that we might be doing next year, but yeah. about space and this space. But the reason I want to talk to you about it was because we've collaborated over these years in several different spaces, you know, including mm. the, the Jack Studio Theatre, the Blue Elephant Theatre, Tristan Bates, the Greenwich Theatre. Um, how much might a rehearsal room or a theatre space affect the rehearsal or production photography?
2: Well, that's a that's also a very good question, yeah. Because we yeah we've worked in so many different places, haven't we? And very very diverse places, you know. To compare the Tristan Bates with the Greenwich, they're so different. Mm. You know, one's so intimate, and one's so so spacious. It's, it makes such a big difference. Um, I think I think I'm sort of led by how the space affects the, the production, rather than anything else. So. Greenwich productions are pretty unique in in the way they they come across on camera because of that sheer space we've got to work with so that that has a big influence on the pictures so i'm shooting really wide shots there a lot because because that's how it lends itself you know and um, whereas in a smaller space you're tending to just feel more claustrophobic and that works for the place sometimes too so there's just that you just can't get around that it's a big spacious venue the pictures are going to look a certain way and if it's a small intimate venue they're going to look a different way um, so that that's that's one thing um, there's 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 various sort of technical and logistical things that make a difference as well just again uh, all the places I've worked with you have been quite quite good in that respect so there's no problem with like it being a really sort of stage which is really high up and I can't you know I have to take a ladder and stuff <laughs> Which I've had to do in the past in other places, I've had to take a ladder, and that's that does tend to sort of stifle your creativity a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can only get a good shot on the, on the stage if you're standing on a ladder. but um if yeah, so obviously there's things around that. but also there's a every space has a different feel about it, and I think a lot of it's down to how the how these places are run. It's silly, isn't it really? but it you know no matter how confident you are in your job, if you go to a place and you get a warm welcome. And it's very obvious where you have to go. Um, this is not so much with Lazarus because we do repeat things over and over again at the same place, and so we're used to them. But if you go to a, a new space and you get there, and the doors open, and someone's really friendly when you get there, and they take you through to the auditorium, and you know, and and the whole place is well managed and well run. It just gives you that little extra advantage before you start shooting. You think, right, I feel relaxed, I'm good to go. And then you get to a place sometimes and the door's locked. <laughs> and then some grumpy person comes along and says, oh, it's through there, I think, you know, <laughs> and it leads you down some blind alley and you 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 open the door and you're on the stage and think, whoa, I don't know." <laughs> you have to back <laughs> again. Uh and then it's, you know, and that tends to wrong foot you a little bit. So that again, that's that's not really about the dynamic of the of the space, but all these things add together mm. to the shoot. You know, I think that, that, I think you're onto something there,
0: Adam, because I think yeah. there's something about, I mean, you know, very often we focus that on the audience's experience and what's the audience's yes. journey as they, they come through. And I, and actually, the, I think the more that we've done over the years, the more I'm sort of obsessed with the, the atmosphere and the experience around the work. So you can mm. control to a certain extent what the feel is inside the auditorium. But yeah, yeah. if, if all the staff who work there are bloody miserable, there's only so yes. much you can you can go with. Whereas when you know we've been fantastically fortunate at the Greenwich with certainly the technical managers who've gone above yes. and beyond what they have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they've they've really supported that that idea or the the, the vision and and whatnot. But yeah, oh. I, I think um, I, I might get sectioned for saying this, but <laughs> I think buildings <laughs> speak to you. I think when you walk in a building, yeah, it tells you what to do, or it or it tells you what will mm. work and what won't work and I certainly felt again maybe this is maybe this is just sort of um, hindsight looking back on Macbeth before the pandemic closure but there was something about our production at Macbeth that sort of felt like the building had finally the auditorium particularly had finally yeah. said yes yeah. here yeah. we go yes yes yeah. yes you're filling every single inch of this room yeah. with energy and with performance and and with storytelling and and you just get yeah and and it's funny. You know, I've I've asked a few other directors whether they feel this and it's a varying sort of responses, but I always sort of feel work all work is site responsive. Mm. You're 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 producing or you're creating the play for the space that it's going to play in. And of course, that must be difficult with touring because you're going to be playing different spaces, but but yes. certainly with a residency, you know what the building does and go, right, what can it do? What doesn't it currently do that we could make it do? Yeah. But it, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, it was three three years, but it wasn't until Macbeth really after I think the first or second preview you go the building sort of going yeah this is where we're at now the auditorium was like yes we're back we're doing something now I mean you know that took me two and a bit years but we got there didn't we
2: yeah it's a a long process sometimes isn't it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. you've got to just sort of work out what works and what doesn't I suppose so I totally I totally agree with you there is something about a vibe and energy it's the yeah. same with rehearsal rooms. I I expect. I mean, you know, you can work. There's one rehearsal room oh, yeah. which will remain nameless. Yes, we were, should keep these nameless. Yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. been so, there's been some that we've been in that actually I think has hindered the rehearsal process. Yeah. Because of the atmosphere in the building, because of, mm. and that's not always geogra- That's not always architecture. Actually, there's no. like say, staff sometimes or a yeah. Theater and then there's been others yeah. that are, are full of light full of energy you know yeah. when we've worked with our pals at cellar and their rehearsal rooms mm. in Deptford that's you can hear other people rehearsing um it feels like there's an energy sometimes yes. in those spaces and you, and the space is saying yes create yes cranky yeah. uh, oh yes.
2: yes go 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 yeah um, totally agree yes the building speaks to you doesn't it and you know I do lots of I visit the same places over and over again sometimes i'm going to a, a place and i think great i'm going here i know this is going to be fine and, <laughs> and, and you know and, and you get there and you, as soon as you you're approaching it you're starting to think about what you're going to do mm. you're not thinking about anything else because the building's cooperating with you sounds mm. a, bit, a bit weird doesn't it but the yeah. building's cooperating with you and it's, it's saying come in take some pictures you know i
0: think good, it's true and it makes actors do here Yeah, and then actors can go to their extremes, and I suppose that this shouldn't be a surprise. I suppose, but they—I don't know whether that's because then they feel safe and encouraged, and um, there's just something about walking into a that that space that says, "Yes, come on, let's create
2: something." Um, Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm totally totally with you there. Yeah, yeah. Going off the back of that.
0: Yeah, well, going off the back of that after a rehearsal shoot. You often a rehearsal shoot. This is you often express express a, a vibe or, or a feeling of how you think the show will turn out. Um, yes, and generally you're spot on. Actually,
2: I was going to say I hope you haven't ranked them and made a spreadsheet <laughs> saying, "Well, Adam said this was going to be all right, but it wasn't."
0: Well, news, well, you know? well you're, you're normally spot on, and of course you don't yeah. say at the end of it. You don't put in an email, "God, that was rubbish," um, but you, but you, the, just the way that you express the vibe. Actually, as I say, you're pretty much spot on. So I was just wondering, if, what, what, how do you tell? What do you pick up on um, that gives you that vibe when you go? I think
2: this is a good one. This is going to be a good one. What, what makes you? Well, it's really, it's, really down to down to you, the work you're doing uh, there, obviously, and, and the actors. If, if I go somewhere and the the actors absolutely forget I'm there, really, really quickly, and they're really engrossed in the play and and, and with each other's roles. Then that, that's that's what kicks off that good vibe, really, because it's it's difficult if you haven't experienced it from behind the camera. That sort of thing where you're 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 there but you're not involved, and you're it's absolute. Someone like me, I'm sort of a great observer of people, you know. Um, it's just such a fantastic thing to be able to do, and if you see that working in a rehearsal room, and you see two people acting out something, I think the last the last one I did before this. Uh, this whole pandemic sort of hitters was the head the of Gabler one. It was just brilliant. There's just, it was almost like watching the play for real, but it was set in a rehearsal room. <laughs> and that was where it was set. Uh, it was just amazing. And I knew it was such a shame we didn't get to do that one, but it just felt perfect in the rehearsal room. And there's been a few like that, you know, it, you, just, you just know it's going to be a good play.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's, it's funny, you know, I suppose at that point when you come in and, and normally, um, I guess you normally come in in the first or second week, don't you? Yes. Normally, and we're still sort of playing. So we might yeah. not literally be doing scenes or, well, I, when I'm directing, we're certainly not staging in week <laughs> one. You know, we're still no. playing and we're still working stuff out. But um, so it's, it's quite interesting. So at that point, I think as a director, I kind of haven't, I might have had an instinct, this group of people are very exciting and you mm. might know that, but you're still not quite sure. So it's quite interesting when you get an email from yourself saying, you know, oh, I've got a good feeling about this one. you go, oh, that's quite, oh, good. Right. Well, <laughs> tricks thrown down the gauntlet. This one's going to be good. Yeah, um, and I suppose that's because you're involved in the process. You're part of the creative team. Um, but you've also in a very unique position where you're coming in on these snapshots. You're observing this, this thing for a few hours and then move going yeah. out again. And yes. So that's quite, a, quite a privileged um. A viewpoint really whereas because i'm in yeah. all day sometimes you don't see the wood from the trees. sometimes you know
2: yeah it definitely is a privileged viewpoint yeah and be, be, to be able to do that for you do the rehearsal as well it, it's it's it is great um i don't know it's difficult it's it's so difficult to put it into words that feeling um you know you, you're dead right about especially in rehearsal rooms you don't want actors looking down the lens at you because they're, they're just being very conscious that they had no picture taken
0: yeah, I on, think we—I think you know, we had one years. It doesn't happen years, very often, does it? Ago. No, I think yeah. we had one years and years and years ago where, um, we hadn't said about sort of ignoring you. in the in the with the most utmost respect of course. I oh, know it's fine, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, and we looked through the rehearsal shots, and you were saying, "I'm really struggling to find shots where they're not posing." And yeah. there's this thing where people would look down the lens and 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 then in rehearsal, you sort of go, oh, no, this has turned into a performance because yeah. we're performing for the camera. But we're not ready to perform yet because it's only day three. We've just learned yeah. each other's names like we're not ready to do that. And it was really yeah. that was fascinating because I think that's what then made you and I go, we need to sort of just say to people, ignore Adam, just don't yes. wear any. Remember that one show that someone wore? What was it? there was a top with swearing on and you had to photoshop out the swearing
2: yes I <laughs> one say the what show the, that was but the I one, did have to revert to photoshop yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't remember what it said now so we but do yes yeah.
0: we do have to give them a heads up of can you not wear anything with swearing on or um you know anything too offensive but also just absolutely. ignore him and then we can you capture something don't you you capture something alive then not performed absolutely
2: like. yeah I'm not offended in the least that people ignore me in a rehearsal room it's it's, yeah, it's right. It's when people actually consciously pose for the picture. It just doesn't work, and it doesn't give a good vibe. That vibe we were saying, it doesn't give that good vibe. I mean, very occasionally, you're on a flip side. You'll maybe You'll be doing some, a scene or some or some written text or something, and an actor's just doing a fantastic sort of piece, not for the camera, but for the other actor. And they might just look around and just give me a little smile or a wink or something. And, and that, that's, that's fine. You don't have to yeah. completely ignore me. But I, I know it's not for the camera that they did that. It's just just to say, I'm so glad you captured that. Yeah, did you get that? Because I felt <laughs> that was good as well. And that's great <laughs> to see that confidence in them. The glint, you know, yeah. And an early, early rehearsal. It's like, I've got this role. I've got it, you know
0: yeah yeah and, and, and just capturing those moments is just, yeah. just beautiful isn't it um, and yeah.
2: we we we
0: put out a call on through our social network for questions for you adam uh, oh, so if right. you don't mind i'm going to throw some questions They're I, all very... say, I, thought,
2: I thought you were going to say we didn't get any <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no we did we did we did and um okay. and actually what was really lovely and i wasn't going to bring this up but i'm going to now what was really lovely was um a couple of people just put uh, no question but lots of admiration
2: Oh, man, i am oh, blushing. I yes. I know this is know this audio only, but I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of wanted to have a little no. weep.
0: <laughs> oh, so nice, I'm so kind. People. Yeah. So kind. Well, the first Thank question, probably people. no surprise, is how do you deal with all that smoke?
2: Right, well, we touched on this earlier, didn't we? Yeah. It's Susie, isn't it? Was it Susie? Susie, was the, the smoke one? machine. Yeah, Sus- I think we're on Susie yeah. 7 now or something. Well, I'll, def- <laughs> I'll definitely give you the award for the most smoky plays <laughs> that I've ever done. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think... There, is, there are times when they're really smoky, where I just know there's no point even taking the picture. <laughs> but, uh, but that's part of the play. That's not a problem. But as the smoke clears and the faces start to appear, there's, there's points where you, it really, really works. It's not really a problem. Um, I know, I know for some people say, oh, it's a problem because it's smoke. and blah, blah, blah. But it's not smoky 100% of the time. There's, there's, there's points where the smoke's clearing or it's just coming in. Usually when it's clearing, it's the best. Mm. Um, so it's not a big, not a big problem. It's not a big problem, and and you, and you guys are skilled. You are so skilled anyway. You know that when it's one of the major speeches, you're not going to cloud the, the stage and smoke completely so you can't see the actor. So not it does
0: wordless. work. <laughs> not purpose <laughs> anyway, no.
2: you know. But you know, it it, does...
0: in a dress run, sometimes yeah. it has been a bit too much, and you go, Oh, blimey hell, but you got to, we have to find those levels out, I suppose.
2: But yes, yeah. absolutely
0: it's 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 wet. not a
2: massive, not a massive problem. They're, I, they're very occasionally I'll get back and think there's a great shot there, it's just a little bit too smoky for a production shot. But then there's some editing tricks you can do to maybe bring bring out the actor a little bit more. Um so there's a few little tricks in the trade, if you like, to reduce the smoke post post-process. So it's not a it's not a massive deal. Uh, it's a it's occasionally a little bit of a challenge, but I would never say to you, can you have less smoke? Oh, it's well, not, good not my play. It's your good play. Adam, because we'd we'd have words. Yes. I know <laughs> it'd be the end of a beautiful relationship. But uh, <laughs> that really I would think, be uh, a
0: deal breaker.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's your play. And I think that's my main thing. It's not my play, it's yours. And I'm just there to 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 represent it, how you've envisaged it.
0: And I think that, that, I mean, it sounds a bit daft, but I think for the reason I love haze so much and, and different qualities of smoke, because we use like various, you know, now at the Greenwich, we've got three or four different machines that could do slightly different densities and things. Yeah. But what you're doing is it's part of the architecture of the play, which I know sounds a bit crazy, but, but this, because we don't use flats as scenery, we uh, we don't do yeah. naturalism. There's a sense of you can create a very enclosed, intimate space with using density of fog and light, and then all of a sudden you can transform to another space. Again, using light and haze, that then is immense and huge. So the same empty stage can uh, can, we can change the atmosphere, we can change quite
2: quickly with light and haze, and that's one of the reasons I love it. Yeah, you can make it smaller. You can make the Greenwich seem small with the smoke and haze. And remember this I remember the uh in Lord of the Flies, the sun you yeah. had the those lights. Imagine them without the haze, they wouldn't it was just look it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah,
0: there was and the quality of that. And we do talk to light yes. I mean I certainly talk to light and designers an awful lot about sort of where does the smoke come from and where what quality of it is. But yeah, it's part of the architecture of the design. And when you don't when you don't do naturalism, the haze just lends the theatricality to it. And as I say, it becomes part of the architecture of the set is, is my thing. Uh, next question. Time is running out, so I've got to get through these Oh, questions. gosh, right. Um, top tips for theatre photographers. Top tips? Top tips. Oh, OK. I'll try and Adam keep, Triggs, keep it. top tips for theatre photographers.
2: <laughs> I'll try and keep them short and to the point then so we don't, don't run over. Um, I, think, I think my first, first tip is, um, is it's what i touched on before, is remember it's not your play, it's, it's the company's play. So don't don't expect to stamp your own style on it. Um, you've got to be fair. You've got to sort of leave your sort of more egoistic photography side at home. It's not yours. It's somebody else's. So that's my first tip: is is just try not to put your own stamp on it too much. Uh, and what other tips can I give people who are interested in theatre photography? Um, I suppose the other the other tip is remember the, the technical side of it. something that pretty much anyone who's slightly technically minded can learn so that's not the thing to it's not it's something you need to know but it's not the most important thing you know a lot of i see forums and stuff on internet, and and people talk about photography but actually what they're talking about is photography kit (laughs) and it's quite boring really because it's Mm -hmm. not you need it and you need to learn it and you need to know it inside out but don't get too hit up on that side of things because once you've learned it you, you know it and, and that's mm-hmm. it and it's just another skill you need to have but the most important thing is is how you work on the day what you see try and you know and how you capture it not how it works even though that is important to learn so that's that's another tip really don't get too hung up on the technical side of things because you can learn that um, anyone can learn that
0: so going off the back of that actually another question was how do you frame a composition of a rehearsal or a production shot so
2: well right so that, that again it's not it's not so much a technical thing it's just a sort of vision thing isn't it it's like visualizing it there is a technical side to it obviously you can't get away from that so which lens have you got on if it's a wide one you can't do this particular shot if it's a long lens you can't do that particular type of shot that's why I've always, got, I've always got two cameras, one <laughs> wide and one long. So it sort of makes life a bit, you, know, it's, you could call it cheating, couldn't you? <laughs> but um, it's not really. It's just You just swap from one to the other. So it's, yeah, the framing is just, a, a, composition is one of the key things in all sorts of photography, all the sorts of photography I've done in the past. That composition is so key. So, yeah, it's something that sort of comes, and it becomes a natural thing as you, as you over the years, you become naturally adept to just, putting a composition together yeah making sure you know you know that this actor's going to work if they're offset this much to the left because you because the set lends itself to that uh so yeah just don't if you're composing things don't just always think and we've touched on this everything should be center stage Mm. and the key actor right in the middle of the shot that's always the best way of doing it
0: one thing i've always i've noticed over the years adam is that you often get really low down um uh, for certain shots and that can be sometimes you know we're in the theater and you go god where's adam gone and he's on the floor (laughs) yes (laughs) and you're you're doing huge (laughs) huge upward shots of and and you know and then you're capturing what i love about those is you you capturing the technology above them as well the lighting and all of that which which totally goes with our Brechtian aesthetic and other times you're doing it from over over a seat so it's like it's from an audience's view uh, and and then extreme um angles in terms of all the way over to the left or all the way over to the right and uh, and I, I'm always conscious of you sort of doing the composition from I do you know kind of over a seat or against the wall or you're always yeah. looking at angles is that is 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 that something that you just instinctively do or are you trying to tick off a list of oh there's an
2: audience view or a bird's eye view or a, how does that work it's, it's definitely not it's not because I'm thinking of a list like an audience view and and so on I think it's it's a general photography that I learned early on when I started this whole this whole career thing is that shoot from above, shoot from below, shoot from the side, different angles. There's so many different things like that that that, that are gonna work. They're not all gonna work. But don't just be limited to, to standing there and shooting. Get get down low and see what it looks like. You you know straight away if it's gonna work. You know, or or get if you maybe the Greenwich is great for this, get a few, get a few rows back because you get a bit of height on the thing. And you can you can see how that looks, but uh, that's just a general photography thing that that's shooting high, shooting low, shooting from the side. Um, that's that's a tip I would give anyone, just in not just theatre photography, but any type of photography, is try different angles and try different heights. And you see all the time you see pictures of people's pets, and they just they they take them looking down on the pet. And it looks like they've got an enormous great head and no legs. <laughs> but if you're taking a picture of a pet lie on the ground so you, you're looking directly and you know it's the same same thing so that, that it's, it's good it's a good way to lead on to a tip really is it's always try shooting low shooting high shooting left
0: shooting right this is fabulous you know what yeah. we should do when we can get back in a room is we should have a master class with adam Trigg, and we should have budding photographers come in and do an afternoon with you we'll
2: have to, oh we'll, yes you're up for
0: that adam we'll have to think about. It. anyway that's not one of the yeah. questions that's <laughs> me just sort of coming up with projects yeah uh, how many pictures do you think you take in an average rehearsal room session Ooh, that's a great. That fascinating. Questions, like, yeah. Wow, that's what? a great.
2: That's a great question. Um, right, but it's always different because it all depends on on the play. Um, since since I've managed with technology has finally caught up with me and I can shoot quite quite quietly now, it's actually gone up a fair bit. Um, so you know, I would, I would say for an hour for an hour's sort of dress rehearsal, I'll probably this is a real estimate. It, I could come back with sort of. Five, six hundred pictures from an hour. So it's quite, quite a lot, mm. you know. So if it's, it's a longer run, you're going to be into the over the thousand point quite quickly, and yeah, quite a lot. Because I always think if, if you if you've got into a good place and you've got into a good angle and you're taking a shot, don't just take one or two. You might as well take thirty, and then get when you get back to your desk, you can then cull twenty-eight of them. And okay. again, it's another skill, that like culling skill is is something you need to learn. And you very quickly go, go. no, 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 yeah, that's it. That's the one.
0: And you've, again, you know, I'm just thinking more about our, our process because that's the one we know the most familiar. Um, yeah. It, in, in the, there's, you've only got that one chance, I guess, for a production thing. I mean, yeah. we, we have done in the past, haven't we? We've said at the end, did you definitely get the raining blood? And you're like, oh, yes, I got the rain. Go, did you definitely, <laughs> though? Because we can do it again now if you need to. You definitely got the blood. And you go, yes, yes, I've definitely got the blood going. <laughs> you know? yes. So there are those moments, aren't there? But um, yeah, but yeah. Th- th- there's there's also moments in tech where I've looked across and I go, "Oh, Adam's not taking pictures. Why is he not taking pictures?" And then all of a sudden, you'll go into <laughs> and of course you can't hear it, but you can just see your finger going, and they'll just be like, "And you go, he's got it. He's just waiting." So I don't know. I just in my head just came to. He's like fishing. You're just waiting for the, the bait. Yeah, and then I guess back, so. Yeah, you just go. But yeah. um, I'm I that's that's um. That's fun. And then let's just do one, one more quick one. There's there's so many, but yeah. one more quick one. Um, what for you makes a great rehearsal
2: or production shot? Gosh. Uh, so many elements, Ricky. I think I think the my, what makes them for me is just if it's if that particular shot sums up the, the sort of the, the essence of that play, I think that's that's what makes the great shot for me. Um, I think i'm trying to think of some examples now, which is which is even harder to do well, the most um,
0: iconic one for yeah. us, Adam, the one that I, I still gets one of the most um, most talked about is the the end of Dido, Queen of Carthage um, oh, yes you yeah, know yeah. where Alice Brown, who played Dido, yeah. was on the um, the raised section that we built out of these yes. chairs and then all the umbrellas and then yeah. different smoke machines again, but that oh, I image that. Um, has become almost and of course it's the front cover of our calendar the calendar yes yeah here. that was the one and yeah. that was voted for by by fans on the website and uh, through social media but that become yeah. almost as soon as that dropped into the inbox the next day or the day
2: after boom that's an image mm. yeah, yeah that that was good and that summed up the the, the whole essence of the play for me as well mm. uh, that was great yeah that was a good that was fantastic that yeah that was a good good play that's sort different. of
0: iconi- iconic, yeah. really. You sort of get as these shots, but I suppose in a way, part of my feeling with that has always been never to really plan them, but be mm. in the moment and listen to the moment because, you know, some of the other iconic shots, like Jamie in Macbeth washing his hands and that, yeah, that's that's a moment caught. That's that you could never plan that. That feels alive, mm. and so. Yeah. I love that question because it made me think. Well, what do I think? So, you know, I can't wait to hear what Adam's uh, answer is. What do I yeah. think's a great shot? It's it's alive and it's in the minute. It's at the moment. It's,
2: it's, it's of the moment, yeah. And it, it it says this is the play Dido. This is it. Um, or this is Edward II. This is this sums it up. This show, you know, this shows the sort of I don't know the story unfolding, the desperation on Edward's face at the mm. beginning. You know, you know he's. He's not really—I don't know—you feel you feel for him, yeah—and you can see that in the shot. So that—that's—that's that's the key thing for me. And then if everything else falls into place as well—if if I get a look—if I get lucky, if you like, so I capture that moment that tells the story to play—and then technically everything works well as well—and it's a particularly, you know, atmospheric and and sort of textured shot as well. If it all comes together, that's 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 what makes it worthwhile for me. It keeps me. Keeps me going,
0: yeah. And you remember it's in art. That's the that's the yeah. other
2: thing I think about sometimes we
0: forget with photography, is it's an art in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you know you're always billed as part of the creative team because you go, sure, you you might not have put something on the stage, but you're part of the creative process, you know, that's part of that creative team. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it is an art. Um lovely. Right. Well, we Excellent. must then we must go over to, to Gavin uh, for the mm-hmm. sixty second challenge. Over oh, to you, gosh. Gavin.
1: Okay, Adam. Um, the most nervous bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Just just ignore the countdown clock. It's fine. <laughs> um, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that the rules are simple. All you need to do is ask some, answer some quick fire questions. Um, we'll add up your score at the end, and we'll add you to the leaderboard. And we do have sixty seconds for this. You can pass, but that's that question won't add to your final score. Uh, we had a little bit of an upset last week. We uh, we had three people doing the uh, sixty second challenge because it was a group um, discussion, and uh, Alice and Ricky have been toppled from their number one position Appalling. On, on sixteen. Um, Darcy Willison got seventeen to topple them, and then the then Fred Thomas got nineteen. So nineteen is the score to be. There's no pressure at all, Adam. (laughs)
2: There's there's (laughs) no god no. (laughs) I listened to some of those over the last week. Oh no.
1: (laughs) What we found. What we found was was the best thing is just off the top of your head, the quickest answer doesn't need to be the right answer, just an answer, and that's how Fred, Fred got there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ricky's going to keep an eye on the clock for us, and he's got a lovely little air horn, as seen uh, in Edward II. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so what does that sound like, Ricky? <laughs> there we go. So when you hear that, we'll take your final answer and we'll add up your score.
2: Okay. So let's,
1: we're going to get the countdown clock up there we right, go i
2: can see it yes yes okay
1: okay so adam are you ready i'm ready ricky are you ready 60 seconds on the clock adam tea or coffee coffee beer or wine wine if you had to eat one thing for every meal going forward what would it be
2: oh god um, bread
1: dog or cats dogs what was your favourite subject in school? Uh, art. If past lives were real, what was yours? Oh God. Past. <laughs> what, what are you most afraid of? Um, failure. Uh, what is your favourite word? Halcyon. If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with your extra time?
2: Um, listen to podcasts.
1: What job are you terrible at? Selling. What's one thing about you that surprises people?
2: Um, oh God, uh, pass. Uh,
1: What is your most used emoji?
2: Um, thumbs up.
1: What's your party trick?
2: Um, I'm always in the kitchen at parties.
1: Okay, there we go. That was, that was time. So Adam, how many do you think you got? Oh, God.
2: I don't think I'm on top of the leaderboard with those passes. As <laughs> <laughs> I like been in the, in the psychiatrist chair, some of those? <laughs> so, um, no. Oh, uh, gosh. I don't know. I think I've got about 10.
1: you got more than 10. you got 11.
2: you got uh, 11. Oh, so that's, you're, that's that's like, you're yes, not at the bottom yes. of the
1: leaderboard. You're not right at the bottom. So, yeah. And well bread, done. Well and well bread, done. bread forevermore. Yes. Bread. <laughs>
0: It's so weird, isn't it, what our brains come up with in the... In, I know. It's brilliant. Uh, it's stressful, but brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. We've run out of time. So so thank you so much, Adam. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us today. It's been great to talk photography.
2: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it's been... My nerves are, are, are calm now. I was a little bit nervous about being on a podcast. But uh, you were very kind and it was very good. Thank you so 60 much. 60
0: seconds challenge, <laughs> sorted that out. Gonna, <laughs> oh, yes. Good about you? I'm going for a lay down. I can sample um, anything now. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see you back in a room with that camera, the silent camera. Ignore um, the man in the corner very soon. Um,
2: I can't wait. I can't wait. Great. Well, thank you for tuning in,
0: listeners. Uh, We'll be back next week with another Spotlight On podcast. Until then, find out how you can get creative, get involved with our year of exploration by checking out our Facebook page, our Twitter profile, at Lazarus Theatre, and there's bits and bobs on our Instagram, also at Lazarus Theatre. All the details can be found on our website, which is www.lazarustheatre.com. I've been Ricky Dukes.
1: And I've been Gavin Harrington-Oledro.
0: Until next time, stay safe and stay well. Bye.
1: Lazarus Theatre Company is a not-for-profit organisation that relies on the generous support of our friends, angels and principal supporters. If you wish to support this podcast or any of the work Lazarus Theatre Company is doing, you can visit the Lazarus Supporters page on our website, LazarusTheatre.com forward slash Lazarus hyphen supporters, or you can send any amount to paypal.me forward slash Lazarus Theatre. Every bit counts. You
0: have been listening to the Spotlight On podcast hosted by Ricky Dukes and Gavin Harrington-Odedra, produced by Lazarus Theatre Company. The music you've been listening to is composed by Bobby Locke and is from our 2016-2017 production
2: of the Caucasian Chalk Circle by Bert Brecht.